2: That how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword PARTNER. Hockey! Yeah. yeah! My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome into Judd's Hockey Show. That, of course, was Wild GM Bill Guerin talking at an afternoon press conference on Wednesday about the Kirill Kaprizov uh, deal getting done five years at $9 million per. It's Judd, it's Declan, and look who's here! Bill Guerin, <laughs> by the by, the magic of of the uh, YouTube internet, all of that good stuff. Bill, appreciate the time. How much more of a relieved customer are you today with Kirill Kaprizov being under contract now than say 48, 48 hours ago?
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm feeling much better. <laughs> I'm feeling, I'm relieved. It's uh, very happy. Um, and, and Kirill's happy too. Like this is, I, I think, I think, uh, well, I don't think I know, Everybody's happy because the whole group's here. Everybody's here. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got, uh, you know, everybody ready to start the year, and and you know, it's it's good to do it on a on a positive note. I think um, Kirill, uh not not only just his play, but he, he's kind of a, a a galvanizing figure figure. Like guys guys love him. Like he's a big part of the team. He's got a great personality. So just to have him back in the mix is is great.
2: Bill. Take us through this, too, because it, it sounds like you made a trip to Florida to talk to Kirill, and it really, in essence, seems like the most important thing, which in this in this day and age of COVID is not easy, is the ability that you finally got to sit down face-to-face and talk to him as opposed to, I'm sure, Zoom or phone calls or, or trying to relay a message through his, his reps. So how important... Was that? And just take us through what the last 48 hours have been like.
0: Yeah. I, um, you know, I was in a a meeting with our coaches and I got a text message from Krill's agent and just, you know, uh, asked me to give him a call. And uh, I said, I can't, I'm in a meeting. And then uh, he said, I think you should call me now. I'm like, (laughs) okay, something's up. And he just said, you know what, I think it's time. Can you, can you make it down here? And I got on a plane in a couple hours and, I was there that night and we had dinner and I just feel like like you said, like, you know what, the phone, obviously been doing it for a long time, but like the Zoom calls now, like which are great. They they hold us it it they're not going anywhere. It's a fantastic tool. Love it. Mm-hmm. But you can't replace sitting down with somebody and and looking at them face to face and and you know, the expressions, the body language, the the, the emotions, the passion, whatever it is that really comes out. And I think it was, um, I was very happy that they called and wanted to do that because I really believe that that, that's what got us over the finish line.
1: Bill, I feel like you've been uh, living in Groundhog's Day the last month with all these hits on radio, on TV, saying these things take time, they take time. And eventually you were right in, in that, ex- exactly right there that did take time for this to, to, to finally get done. I, I mean, I got to imagine it's just a nice exhale that, this indeed does take time. And now that Kirill's here, you can just kind of focus on training camp and get ready for the season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, you know, every day being asked about Krill, being asked about Krill, So it's nice that, that it's done. Well now, Hey, look, now everybody can get back to asking about a number one set. That's right.
2: Absolutely. I'm... And by the way, speaking, yeah, of, it, that, speaking of that, by <laughs> the way,
0: <laughs> stop asking that question too. Like that. <laughs> So it's you know what, it, it, hey, listen, I'll answer the questions all day long and do what I have to do, but I'm just happy we have the player back back in Minnesota and and he's ready.
2: So, Bill, what what changed too uh, in in your discussions with the Kaprizov camp? What, like, what was it? The fact the training camp was coming up? What what because I mean, this was months of going back and forth and stops and starts. What in your opinion sort of changed that that caused? his reps to call you and say, you know what, it's just time to get the deal done and for the posturing to, to come to an end.
0: You know, I, I really don't know, but I, I, I have a feeling that the a hockey player, like through and through, and he, he wants the he just wants to play hockey. And I think when he realized where I was in my stance, um, and, and with my explanations and his explanations that we were in a good spot, he just wanted to sign and, and play hockey. Like, this, he just really wants to get going.
2: Were you concerned at, at any point that this might drag? And I'm, I'm not saying for a year, but I'm, I'm just saying into training camp extensively or, worst case, into the season. Was there, did that thought creep through your mind much or were you pretty confident that when the deadline of training camp came that it was going to ultimately spur the action it did?
0: No, I mean, yeah, the thought crossed my mind that it could definitely go into, into training camp and, and into the season. It happens every year. happens all the time. Um, I'm glad it did because, you know, training camp is just so important it, to, to, to get started with everybody at the same time. So you don't fall behind because you do fall behind whether you miss, you know, a week or two weeks, whatever it is, you're behind and it's really tough to play catch up. So, um, yeah, I mean, there was always not, I don't want to say the threat of that, but the possibility of that. And I'm really happy that, uh, they, you know, they were proactive in coming to the United States and getting vaccinated, doing his quarantine, all that stuff. It, It took, uh, that, that was very smart on their part to do, and I'm, I'm grateful they did it.
1: Bill and, and with Kaprizov now did his quarantine, he's vaccinated is, is the plan that once training camp rolls on Thursday, he's able to like basically step in and do team activities. Is there still other protocols have to be in place with the NHL? like what, what is the timeline of him basically starting team activities with the wild in training camp?
0: Friday, Friday, he'll be able to join team practice and everything full full blast uh, no restrictions on Friday.
2: So he, he got here, Bill, when and when, when did, did you find out that he, he was actually in the states?
0: I, I forgot I forget the actual date. Um, maybe the, uh, maybe the 14th, um, something like that, but it, I, I, I found out shortly after that.
2: Okay, Contract question. Um, so it looks like the reports are in the last two years there's a no move. Uh, is, was that a hangup or concerning to you? considering that the fact that, you know, if he does in those last two years starts to say he'd like to explore the market, it makes him untradeable unless he waves it. Was that a concern from a contract standpoint or not really?
0: No, because I, I mean, we don't plan on trading, you know, and, and I, I think Krill's going to have great success and, um, you know, hope, the plan is to keep him here for a long time. And, um, so I was very comfortable. That was to me. That was kind of a, a no-brainer. If that was, it shows me to. Yeah, of course, it gives him some some uh, some leverage, but mm-hmm. it also shows me that he wants to be here.
2: Take me through, uh, Bill, a star, or a not a star player, a potential star, a, a guy that that was as good as Caril was last year. How much more attention and and film work do, do you think? will be focused on him now in year two because it does seem in sports if you have a player as good as Kirill is that teams do spend quite a bit of time you know breaking down film and trying to stop him do you expect that to sort of be the next uh potential thing that he's going to have to get through which is ultimately a big time focus on him this coming season
0: yeah the fact that he's not a secret anymore um you know he yeah teams will prepare for him but you know, we played, we played the same seven teams all year long and they were preparing for him every night and he still performed. And we had two of the best teams in the league in our division and he performed well against them. So I think Kirill's got great character. I think he's an extremely tough kid too. And he plays his best hockey when, you know, in, in some pretty rough times. So I'm, I'm very confident that he'll be able to fight through all that, but he will get added attention.
1: Bill, when you're Correct. looking at just the the offense of this team, Fiala obviously is now still back here, and Kirill Kaprizov's here, and Marco Rossi and Matthew Boldy being two rookies who might actually have to be asked to do maybe a little bit more than it was expected of them. Um, how, how big is their also rookie development, that being Rossi and Boldy, uh, integral to this team being successful in
0: 2021-22? Yeah, I, I think they're extremely important players for us. Um, the one thing we don't want to do is, is rush them and just put them in the lineup if they're not ready. Um, But, you know, we're going to give them every opportunity to compete for a spot in the lineup and we'll see what they do with it. But they're two very uh, important people in our organization right now.
2: At the prospect camp, I I went to the, the game that you guys played against the Hawks prospects on Friday. I will say this, Boldy and Rossi to me look special. And and I I know that they're going to be playing against guys who are far superior now in training camp and games, Bill. Uh, But especially Boldy looked like he's set to play here now. Um, How how much do you expect from him? And your philosophy, too, I find to be intriguing, which is these guys aren't going to be fourth line guys if they're, they're here. They're not going to be buried. They're going to play. What's your expectation for the potential for them to actually play substantial roles this season?
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, look, I, I, they're gonna they're gonna tell me what what we're gonna do. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll see what their performance is like. Um, like I said, they're, they're just gonna tell me. I'm not gonna go down and just say, hey, look, you're anointed right there. You get that spot. That's what you're gonna do. No, you are gonna have to push your way in the lineup and and force our hand. And I I, I do believe in that philosophy. Why would I put Matthew Waldy or Mark, they're not that type players. They're not role players. They're 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 offensive, creative guys that that need to play with other players like that. So those those days are over. Where you got to come in and oh, you got to spend your time on the fourth line and work your way up. Well, those days are gone. We just gave a guy with fifty five games, forty five million dollars. You, know, you don't have to wait that. They got to check, anymore. Billy.
2: If if <laughs> they don't check, guys, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And get you know, bag-skated constantly. It's not going to work here, okay?
0: But that, that's, And that's fine. That's the, way, that's the way it is now. And you know yeah. what? I, I think it's actually really good. I think it's healthy. Like, you know what? Let's put these guys in a, in a position to succeed. You know, you don't have to wait a year or two to get on the power play. You get on the power play now mm-hmm. because that's the type of player you are, and you can be real good at it. You can be better than the guys we have. So, why not?
2: When did that change, do you think? Like, what? Like at what point did, did yeah. that start to turn? Because I, I remember what watching Brian Lawton get banished to the fourth line and not play in games as the number one overall pick in a draft that had Turgeon and LaFontaine and Barrasso and Iserman. And basically, it it stunted his growth badly. When do you think that it changed to, to be, hey, if this kid can play, he can flat out play, and if he can, he can't?
0: Yeah, I, I, I remember at the end of my career starting to see it. And, um, I, yeah, I'd probably say it's, it started trickling in about, uh, you know, about 15 years ago, you know, and, and I, I have to say, you know, it's good. It is good. I, I think our, our sport in that kind of way has, like, evolved a lot. Like, you know, if you're a skilled playmaking player – Let's see how, how good you can be. And if you can't do that, can you adjust your style to do something else in order to stay in the league? Mm-hmm. A lot of guys say, well, and this is my experience in like player development. And you know, a lot of these young kids come in and say, I'll do whatever it takes to play in the league. I'm like, Oh, okay, really? Will you? Because if we <laughs> if you can't play on the top two lines and I'll yeah. and compete, those guys what will you do to stay in the lineup on the bottom two lines you know will you will you will you will you hit will you, will you you know block shots will you kill penalties you know those are the things that we're looking for too push your way on the teams whatever whatever it takes push your way onto the team
1: well, well, and also, Bill, if uh, if you're indeed right, and if we're obviously, if Marco Rossi hits the ceiling that was projected of him, we 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 already have your number one center there. We can stop asking. We can actually praise <laughs> you. Say, hey, he was here the whole time. You didn't have to mortgage picks. You didn't have to mortgage future assets. Uh, Rossi can maybe step in and, and be the guy that everyone wants in this town, which is that that number one center, which I'm sure is that next annoying question that you'll still be getting even after Kaprizov, uh contract is all done.
0: I hope I never hear that question.
2: <laughs> what is your oh? Okay. What is your, your stance or thoughts then about that position and what you currently have here? Because I think that there's a, it feels like there's a disconnect between what the fan base and even some of us in the media, Bill Guerin, uh, think and what you do. And ultimately you make the decisions for this team. So tell me about your confidence and feelings about that position as training camp begins to start.
0: Well, what I feel is that we're building and you know what? To, you know what? There's there's a process to it. There's drafting, mm-hmm. there's development, and then there's opportunity. And if we just kind of try to go out and get rid of all our good young players to try to get the next best thing, the the hot item, well, you know we're getting one player, but we're getting rid of so many others, and it, it just we're trying to build something here. So to just go out and go shopping all the time isn't necessarily the, the, the best way to do it, in my mind. Um, you know, we have some guys that, that play the center position, and they play it pretty darn well. My Another thing that I think of, too, is that we need our centers more than anything is to play a 200-foot game, regardless of their, their offensive ability. They need to play 200 feet. And we have some pretty special guys on the wing. We have Capriza, we have Fiala, we have Zuccarello. Guys like that, they drive the offense for that line on the wing. It's not like it was, you know, 1986 again, where you have the playmaking center who, you know, puts saucer passes over the the winger, bombing down the boards. <laughs> That's not necessarily the game anymore. Mm-hmm. So we really need to we need to have our centers playing 200 feet, and at least somebody has to just, you know, drive the offense on the line. And we have some pretty special guys on the wing that can do that. It feels
2: like the <laughs> the, ahead, the wings too, Bill. It feels like wings now in 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 hockey are a little bit like point guards in basketball, where they're where they're to your point, not just the traditional up and down your wing, and that because Kaprizov at times to me and Bo, I, when I watched uh, Bo, Boldy in the World Juniors, I saw the same thing those guys in certain situations have playmaking ability that I think makes them hybrid centers in some ways. So they're not just the traditional, what we considered to be uh, Tim Kerr playing the wing or something like
0: that. Right. Right. I totally, I totally agree with you. And like, they're, they're highly skilled guys. They, um, you know, and they, they just generate offense. They're all over the ice. Kevin's the same way, you know, and, and you know what, like, for a guy like me, when I played, I needed Mike Madonna. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but but now, it's it's like having a Mike Madonna on the wing. And it, it's somebody's got to drive the offense and if the guy's a winger, then so be it. The value of the center, the true value of the center is when he's playing a 200-foot game. I mean, everybody's dream center is Patrice Bergeron. You know, that, that produces offensively, but he is so solid in his own end. He's great on face-offs. He kills penalties. He does all the right things. That is everybody's dream center. Erickson X, pretty darn good at that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I really just – I like the guys that we have. I think, again, we can do it kind of by committee. And um, as long as we're good in our own end, we'll, we'll create offense.
1: X, I'm sorry. yeah, yeah. bill it kind of seems like uh Eck and last year I was talking to Judd about this just preseason going into it that he he does everything good on the back end and will he start getting rewarded with goals because I mean he's not he's not gonna score any highlight real goals necessarily but he put himself in front of the net he ends up scoring a ton last year um and now it seems like he's ready for for even a, a next step offensively and it seems like the 200foot game has propelled him uh to maybe take even a, a more significant step is is he someone too that you think has even more offense or or has that offensive drive to be consistent um at scoring goals and driving offense for this team going forward?
0: Oh, 100%. I mean, and I will argue with you. He did have a couple highlight goal, highlight real goals last year. He is he is skilled. Like he has the tools. Um how many goals did he have last year? 20 19,
1: 21? 20 or something, 19,
0: yeah. 19, yeah. So he did that with, like, virtually no power play time. Yeah. You know, and there's going to come a point in time where he starts getting more power play time and touches and things like that. And you know what? That part of your game, you get more confident and you, it grows in you. Um, but the big thing is, is that he's got the the defensive end uh, taken care of.
2: Last thing, in Bill Guerin's mind, the 21-22 wild can be how good?
0: Are you asking for like a prediction or something?
2: <laughs> I'm asking for your expectation. <laughs> What's your expectation? My expectations are team? high. Okay.
0: My expectations are high. Okay. Um, we're in a very competitive uh, division. Yes, you are. But I think we we can make the playoffs, and I think we can make some noise in the playoffs. I think we're I think we're a good team. I think we're a very good team, and I uh-huh. just think it's a matter of, again, continue to believe in what we're doing believe in how good we are and don't take a back seat to anybody
2: mm-hmm. and you have a galvanized locker room now and personally i've talked about that being very important for a long time so yeah that's we a do. good thing and things
0: are things are good there's a good feeling around our team right now and and um you know the, the guys have all bought in they're all they're all kind of pushing in the same direction. So it's, it's, um, yeah, it's nice to be around.
2: Awesome stuff. Congrats, sir. And, uh, talk soon. Okay.
1: Thanks for having me on fellas. Yeah. You take care. Thanks, Billy.
2: That was some good stuff. Bill Guerin, wild GM on uh, the signing of Kuro Kaprizov, his expectations for this team and uh, why he is so sick of any of us, including <laughs> Declan Goff and Judd right. Zolgad talking about the center ice position. Uh, I love the fact he says what he thinks.
1: I do too, man. He's refreshing. like, you don't,
2: know, there's, there's not, there's, there's, um, there's really no cliches at all. And I feel that, uh, lip service wise, it's very, very low for an e- executive. Uh, and there, he's not going to say it, but there is no question in my mind, even though Caprice, got paid really well and he deserved to be paid well, uh, that Bill Guerin won that stare down and that he, you know what he had said all along, basically, I, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be patient. And, the old saying goes, "What deadline spur action?" Krul looked at the calendar. He's like, "Hey, hockey season's about to start. Who's my team? It ain't CSKA Moscow." Right, so
1: Yeah. I mean, All right, Judd. Yeah, yep. I was just say last thing. I just like it, just right. in terms of 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 him and and not having executive speak. And you have plenty more experience than I do with that. But just it, he really just seems like a straight shooter and isn't gonna BS you. Um And to the point when I ask him, hey, if Rossi's your guy, you don't have to hear it anymore. And his one word answer. Yeah, I'm sick of I'm sick of answering it. And I'm hoping Rossi becomes that. Then we can just yeah. say, hey, Bill Graham was right the whole time. Marco Rossi was the number one center and we finally have it.
2: And I love that we got an answer, though, for why he said like like he didn't j- just say shut up. I'm sick. He, he then explained yeah. why why he, he feels good. And you know what? You can disagree. That's fine. But I appreciate the fact that he's willing to answer the question. All right. A special edition of Judd's Hockey Show. Again, thanks to uh, Bill Guerin and the Wild for uh, setting that up for us. And uh, we will talk to you with another Judd's Hockey Show real soon. Wild on the Ice on Thursday. Declan, take it away.
1: Be- uh, pass your score.